You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, December 10th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got much college football to discuss today. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys right off the bat. I don't feel great. Chris, I have needed uh, an IV full of DayQuil to get through this day, my friend. It's, it's been a rough one. Uh, and I've been like this all week. So, But today it has come back with a vengeance. Uh, so we won't make this a super long one. We're not going to talk Army-Navy. Uh, we do that on the other shows, of course. You can go and check those out. BetUS and Bookmaker Review shows. The links are in the description for those. Uh, also, there's really nothing to discuss with the Heisman, right, Chris? I mean, do we need to... Do we need to break down Bryce Young and whoever else? No, I, I didn't not at all. I, I mean, there's there's nothing worth gambling on. There's nothing really to discuss about it. It's just, you know, we can talk about uh, the process of the voting for the Heisman, but uh, there's really there's really nothing that's going to change with that, so we don't have to worry with it. So we do have some coaching changes and whatnot that we will discuss uh, along with you know, maybe some topics about uh, college football early signing day and all that. So we'll, we'll get to all of it here. Uh, and let's uh, First off, go to winningcureseverything.com. Everything you need to know about us can be found over there. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, make sure and leave a nice five-star review. And, of course, we have hit our goal of 5,000 subscribers over on YouTube. We're actually getting close to 5,100. Uh, we have another goal that we're trying to reach after that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Share the show out. Jump into the chat if you would like. And uh, and make sure and hit the like button. Of course, the like button certainly helps. So uh, with that said, let's dive into the... Oh, God bless. I'm going to forget it every time. The show is brought to you by BetUS. It's where the game begins. It's America's premier online sports book. They are fantastic to us. They will be fantastic to you. Go to BetUS.com. Make sure that you sign up over there. There is a link in the description that's going to take you right to the spot that you need to be. So go ahead and check it out over at BetUS, where the game begins. Topic number one, Chris. Virginia's coaching search. Uh, it looked like it was going to be Anthony Poindexter, who is on staff at Penn State currently. He is a or sorry, former Penn State guy at Virginia. I cannot remember. My brain is so fried right now. Either way, Anthony Poindexter looked like it was going to be the guy, and then he pulled his name out of the hat. Um, now it appears that it might be Tony Elliott, but he is deciding between Duke and Virginia. Now, he is Clemson's offensive coordinator. We don't know exactly what's going on with that. He has been in the running for, mm, 
half a dozen different jobs over the last two years and has decided not to take many of them that were actually offered to him. Uh, he is very, very patient with his decision-making. Uh, he's a really smart guy, 42 years old. He is the offensive coordinator right now, was the co-offensive coordinator, but he played at Clemson under Tommy Bowden. Um you know, it's it's you, one. You thing. you and I see you and I see Tony Elliott totally different, and you're using the word patient and all these positive things about him. Um, but I'm going to tell you that his star has faded, massively faded, because him choosing between Virginia and Duke is a far cry from the other jobs that have been offered to him and or interviewed to him long ago now you you were not incorrect about that he he was up for he was being discussed for the uh usc job at the beginning of this yes. season and probably could have gotten it a few years ago if if they had fight i'm telling you this after last season if they had fired um uh clay at the end of last season he might have been the leading candidate and then yes. this season the offense was putrid now we have talked you know, not great about the offense for Clemson this season because they did not deserve it, right? They they weren't very good. Um, and honestly, that offense fell off because of Jeff Scott leaving. So it kind of looks like Jeff Scott was the brains behind the operation. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that Tony Elliott won't be a great head coach somewhere. Uh, but he is a he's a pretty smart guy. Um, coached at Furman for a little bit. And... You know, I mean, we'll see what happens here. But if if he does not end up getting the job, Bruce Feldman has reported that next up on the list for Virginia might be Josh Gaddis, who is the offense coordinator at Michigan. And that one kind of surprised me. Josh Gaddis is thirty seven years old. Like, yeah, I, that's a that's a quick hire, man. I just I, I don't understand what like it. So so Josh Gaddis did win the Broyles Award this year. Uh, for the nation's top assistant coach, uh, and and what he's done with Michigan's offense is awesome. He has deserving of that, it. Yeah, very, very deserving of that. Um, his he's been a coach for eleven years now. Uh, started as a GA at North Carolina, went to Western Michigan as a wide receivers coach, went to Vanderbilt as a wide receivers coach under James Franklin, then went to Penn State under James Franklin, was the passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach, and he's a he he was known for his recruiting. He was at Alabama for one year, didn't get along with the staff there, uh, left for Michigan as an offense coordinator. And I, I can't say it was definitely not a bad move to go to Michigan. Obviously, you see what's going on now. Now, if you told me last season that, I don't know that I would have agreed necessarily. But uh, he's doing a fantastic job. I this, this Virginia coaching situation is strange to me. If Tony Elliott does not take the job, what do you think is going on over there? No, nobody has really said anything about the fact that Bronco just decided to hang it up. Like, doesn't that seem odd? Uh, I think that's extremely odd. I think there are red flags everywhere. Um, I don't know what they are, and I don't know what they mean. Um, but you know, and and let's let's say Bronco didn't just leave. Okay, let's say there's nothing going on there, and you know, whatever. No, let's say he hit the lottery and he said, you know what? I don't want to work anymore. I want to retire. But the job is perfectly fine. Where does Virginia rank as opposed to quality jobs? And and also, like, let's compare it with Duke. Let's compare it to the other. Like, are they any different? Is one better than another? What, what does that say about those jobs? Uh, I'm actually Googling it right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm Googling salary. Uh I just I don't know what. <sighs> Let's see. So he he got four point four five. Nah, okay. His his recent contract extension in twenty nineteen uh, assured him close to four and a half million dollars in twenty twenty four. So four and a half million is, I mean, that's significantly less than what Ole Miss is paying, right? Uh, it's it's about the same as Wake Forest. What Wake Forest is paying. It's about the same as what NC State is paying. It's, I think Virginia's a good job. It's another one of those uh, academic institutions that uh, they set the bar kind of high for their academics, for incoming athletes, right? So it's a, it's a little more difficult to recruit to, but like I don't think any of these guys that they're talking about bringing in, I don't think they're going to pay them 
any of these monster salaries that uh, that you're seeing across the landscape with with some of these other big name guys. I I mean, it, Virginia's got to be better than Duke, right? You'd think, but I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that either. Is the fact that Duke is a private school, does that help them at all? I mean, it would help me. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what Tony Elliott's trying to figure out. Like, uh, you know, if you're trying to get some recruiting stuff done, if you're trying to get, you know, something done behind the scenes and you don't want the public to be able to FOIA uh, the whole thing, then then maybe. But it just seems odd that, that this is even happening at, at Virginia. I, just, I thought they had... I thought they had hit it with uh, with Bronco. Like, he's he's such a well-respected coach, uh, a guy that's really kind of proven it, and, you know, he can kind of win anywhere. I don't know that we know that about any of these unproven guys, and it's not that I expected them to go out and get uh, another sitting head coach. Um, but, you know, at Virginia, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe you take a shot at, like, a Jamie Chadwell or something like that, but maybe Jamie Chadwell doesn't really fit the... Uh, the narrative there at, at Virginia. So it's it's a little strange to me. I have no idea what's actually going to end up happening on this. Um, you uh, you want to take a stab at it? You want to take a guess? Oh, I got no clue. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a clue. Well, this or do. So I, you know. Yeah, it, th- those two are just completely wide open. I got no idea. Uh, let's talk about something that we do. I don't, I don't, I'll say this purposely. I just don't think they're very good jobs. Like, there, there yeah. are G5 jobs, which you know I hate that phrase. There are G five jobs out there that I think are substantially better than these two jobs. Yeah, yeah, I could I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Let's um let's talk about something that we actually do know right now, and that would be the new defensive coordinator at Ohio State University will be Jim Knowles, who was the uh, defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. He was the defensive coordinator before that at Duke, and. Brother, I, so when's the last time you really saw Jim Knowles? Did you see him on any of the broadcasts uh, lately? No. So he, one thing. Hey, we, we closed at three, man. What you got? <laughs> I don't know that we have anything for you guys right now. I'm sure Christy, Christy probably called. They close at three and they're out of here, man. I'm sorry. I get here eight. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, the bales of trying to run a business. Yes, and uh, and yes. do this show. You got at love the same it. time. <laughs> oh, every normally when people leave, they lock the door behind them and they turn the lights off so no one walks in the door. Ah, that tends oh. to happen. Yeah, yeah, and and when that does not happen, of course, you've got uh, people that are just walking in trying to the rando do that. We've done business with us for, I don't know, a couple of years, and uh, <laughs> should know better. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, so so back to this topic. Jim Knowles, um, Oklahoma State defensive coordinator, Duke defensive coordinator. Uh, he's He's been doing this for quite some time. He was a head coach at one point, 2004 to 2009, was 26 and 34 as the head coach at Cornell University. Uh, but he has refined the defensive side of the game. He is he is unbelievable as a defensive coordinator, and it kind of hurt my feelings that that he would leave to take the uh, the defensive coordinator spot at Ohio State because I know that he's going to absolutely kill it there, uh, so long as they don't cut his legs out from under him. But you you look at what he has done. Uh, he was at Ole Miss in two thousand three. He was at Cornell two thousand four through two thousand nine as a head coach. Then he was at Duke from twenty ten all the way until twenty seventeen. And what he did there was made them an incredibly aggressive and yet very fundamentally sound defense. And he did the exact same thing at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State getting to the Big 12 title game this year was based purely on the fact that Jim Knowles is one hell of a defensive coordinator. Now, of course, he's going to Ohio State. My question for you is this. He was already making a huge chunk of change at Oklahoma State. I don't imagine that Ohio State was going to pay him a ton more if you are 56 years old, it, is this more a shot at, hey, if I go to Ohio State and our defense is really good, I can parlay that into getting a, a bigger head coaching job. I can, I can go back, get a head coaching job, and 
close out my career that way. Like I can really hit the jackpot one last time. You feel like maybe that's what this is about. Well, I bet it is going to be more money, though. I mean, he was already making... You don't think making, it's going to be more money? Uh, from what I understand, he was already making over $2 million at Oklahoma State. And for okay. a coordinator, that's you pretty don't, crazy. You don't, I, okay. You don't think it's going to be for more money? I mean, it, yes, it'll be for more money. I just it, I don't imagine okay. it's for a whole lot. It's not, it's not life-changing money, right? Like, Do you... Well, all right, I mean... It, it's easy for somebody else to spend somebody else's money, but okay, all right. I mean, if it's if it's for two point five, all right. Now now it's twenty five percent raise. If you got a twenty five percent raise annual salary, that change your life. Da, 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 da. Hey, you know what? I was so incorrect on this. I had somebody tell me wrong information, and I apologize. Knowles is making eight hundred thousand. I think they got him confused with the Texas defense coordinator, Pete Kwiatkowski, uh, who is making $1.7 million. So, yes, Ohio State is probably going to pay him over $2 million, and that would be life-changing money. That changes say, the whole I game. Couldn't imagine right. him, I, could, I couldn't imagine making that move for less money or for equal money. I, that doesn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense, and that didn't seem right. So... I yeah, just it, assumed he's got to be making more. It has to be that, right? It's got to be. Uh, so, so towards yeah. the end of the season, he grew a beard out. He uh, he just looks significantly older. I was shocked when I realized that he was only fifty six years old because I thought he was well into his sixties. He's got like this really white gray Santa Claus beard going on, uh, but he looks rugged. He looks kind of rough, and and he looks like a a defense coordinator. Like he looks like somebody that uh, that is going to fit in well uh, at Ohio State. So he's, I I do like this move for Ohio State. I I do think that this tells us that Ryan Day is not headed to the NFL anytime soon because this is an incredibly smart hire uh, for him and the Buckeyes. You uh, you kind of agree with that? I do agree with that. And so this this terrifies me because uh, a move like this can make Ohio State dominant for for a very very long time once they get all their ducks in a row right there's always been something missing uh not just with ohio state but with you know a bunch of these uh these bigger schools but ohio state can certainly take over the mantle that alabama has had for the last however many years uh with a move like this i mean this is this is massive 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 move uh so long as they actually let him run that side of the ball right i think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people miss is Sometimes when they bring in guys like this, they feel like the organization is too big and they get to control the way that certain coaches coach. And so long as they don't do that, like he is going to be perfectly fine on that side of the ball. I can't imagine Ryan Day would do that, though, right? I wouldn't think so. But also, he's only been a head coach for three years now, and who knows, right? Um, I mean, we, we thought that we had that figured out with, uh, with Ed Orgeron. And there's been other coaches that have done it as well. Uh, but O is the one that, that most people really pointed to because in his first season as head coach at LSU, you know, he said he was going to let his coordinators do their thing. And then after three or four games, he started jumping in on the offense coordinator on Matt Canada. And that's not to say that Matt Canada didn't need a little bit of help on that side of the ball. Uh, but it was very obvious very quickly that those two were not going to get along. So long as Jim Knowles and Ryan Day stay out of each other's way, I think that they will be perfectly fine. But if something goes wrong in a game and Ryan Day... Fit, there's a lot that can go on with relationships. You you know that as well as anybody, I'm sure. Um, so I just... I, I hope that they let him do his thing because I think he can be incredibly dominant there. He could probably coach out the rest of his career in Columbus there uh, because he will make Ryan Day a very successful head coach so long as he just stays out of the way. Uh, speaking of that, yeah. we can uh, we can jump off of him and we can talk about Mark Whipple for a second. Uh, Mark Whipple, of course, the Pitt offense coordinator, the former UMass head coach, he went to Pitt and completely restructured their entire offensive philosophy. He got Pat Narduzzi to do some things that, that Narduzzi has never done in his career. Like, Narduzzi is Big Ten guy. He's defense first, run the ball, don't do anything crazy. And they were flinging the rock all over the place this year. Kenny Pickett went from almost undraftable 
to a first round, you know, a potential first round draft pick and a Heisman finalist this year. Like he has really developed that quarterback position. Uh, Mark Whipple is 64 years old, and there was some talk about him maybe deciding to hang it up, et cetera. Uh, but now he has resigned from Pitt and he is headed to Nebraska. Uh, give me your initial thoughts on on him going over to the Cornhuskers with, uh, with Scott Frost. I thought it was a really strange move that he would just leave uh, and, and go to Scott Frost. That's, that's the big part. He's leaving a stable coach who's going nowhere at all. And he's leaving to go coach for a guy that's probably coaching for his job this coming year. We all assume and agree with that. And that doesn't make sense to me because you know if Scott gets fired, everybody's getting fired with him. So, so I, you're going to be me, looking for another job next year. Let me tell you this. I think that Whipple is just about done with the game, right? I think he's just about done, and Nebraska is going to pay him significantly more than Pitt. So this is just a payday. This is a retirement check here. Is yeah. If Scott gets fired, I'm going to get paid by bought out, so – they're probably going to sign into a three-year deal, and, yeah, three and you can get, you know, yeah, and, and probably a million and a half a year, something crazy like that, because I think he was making seven, eight hundred thousand a year at Pitt, um, so double his salary, and on top of that, uh, you, if you're going to start over anyway, because Kenny Pickett has been his quarterback the entire time, and they have not really developed anybody underneath him. Uh, in times that Pickett has not played. They have not had anybody really step up. So he was going to have to start over from scratch anyway at Pitt. Uh, you go over to Nebraska, you got a little bit of time at least. If you're going to start over, why not start over somewhere where you're making double the money, right? Well, and, and I don't if think you're going to have time. Well, if it doesn't That's work out, though. Right, if, if it doesn't work out, then you get to go home with your, your buyout money and you're retired anyway. So, so why... What would it matter? It, it seems that one makes a little bit more sense to me uh, than the Jim Knowles thing. But, of course, once I figured out the actual money behind the Jim Knowles thing, that, that made all the sense in the world. Like, absolutely do that. Um, but, yeah, the Whipple thing, like, I just I think he's getting close to just being done. And that's, that's why I think he took this one. I think this is a payday. And if you're going to start over anyway, start over the place that's got more money. I mean, that's the true statement. That's man, I don't know. It just, while while that makes sense, like going to work every day for a year is going to suck at this new place, right? Like every day the heat is going to be on. You're going to have to be answering questions or your team, even if it's not you, your team is constantly being criticized and scrutinized. And these are just things that you wouldn't have dealt with at Pitt because you just had the best season that Pitt's had in a long, long time. Well, true, true, but remember, like, coming into this season, Pat Narduzzi was kind of on the hot seat. There was talk about him being fired after this season if they did not have a, a pretty good year, and they wildly exceeded expectations. A 10-win okay, year pit. but is, you know this year he's not on the hot seat, right? Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely not on the hot seat this okay. year. All right, well, then that's what we're talking about, is you're leaving one job for a job that you're definitely on the hot seat. That's uh, that's like true. no questions asked. And I'm I'm looking back through his history. I mean, he started coaching in 1980. Um, let's see, he was at St. Lawrence. He went to Union. Then he went to Brown. He was with the Arizona Wranglers. I mean, he's been all over the place up in the uh, the Northeast. And uh, and then he he left UMass as the head coach from 1998 through 2003. And he was the quarterback coach for the Steelers. He went to the Eagles. He went to. Miami, Florida. He went to the Browns as a quarterbacks coach, uh, and then he went back to UMass, and and then he ends up at Pitt, and now back over at Nebraska. I I really think that this is this is the jackpot at the end of a career. Like I think he's getting close to just being done with this thing. So I that's that's my read on it. That's my guess. Uh, obviously, we'll see how it plays out. But I don't know that Scott Frost could have gotten a, a better OC candidate. Uh, do you feel like there was anybody better out there for him to? Uh, to go and be able to grab? Probably not. But just because it's good for Nebraska doesn't mean it's good for him. You're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. I, I think 
you could not have asked for a better hire if you were in Nebraska. If you're Mark Whipple, again, it makes sense if this is going to be the last leg uh, of your career, go get the payday. Go go get paid and uh, and enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while you can. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, I do want to bring up, hey, you're not going to like this one. Corey Raymond leaves LSU, uh, and he will be the new defensive backs coach at Florida. Now, there was no guarantee that he was going to stay at LSU. Obviously, Brian Kelly taking his time to kind of sort through the staff there. It was announced on Thursday that he is not retaining Kevin Falk as the running backs coach. So... You know, lots of changes, of course, coming at LSU. Corey Raymond has been there for quite some time, and he is a uh, he is an elite recruiter. I, I will I will certainly say that. Um, you know, I mean, he's he played at LSU, and then he went to the NFL, and he's coached at LSU multiple times. I mean, just all over the place. Uh, 2006 as an intern, uh, assist, uh, assistant strength and conditioning coach in 07 through 08. Uh, then he came back to LSU after stints at Utah State and Nebraska. Uh, but he's been there now since 2012. And he is kind of what turned them into DBU. Is is that correct, Chris? That's right. He he is DBU at LSU. So, do you think – give me your thoughts on this. I mean, it, is it smart well, for not, him? Is it smart for LSU? I mean, what are we, what are we looking at here? I texted you yesterday. This was the one – I have been very, let Kelly make his hires. Let Kelly build his staff. Very, he, this is his job, and he's got to answer for it, so we need to let him do it. Um, I don't think that he was going to get rid of Corey Raymond. I think Corey Raymond was going to be retained. But for some reason, he thought he was getting, I don't know, better. He's also getting an assistant head coach title. With, at Florida, I don't know what that brings with it. Um, but like, this was a decision that he made to leave, and that hurt. That hurt out of all the, all the transfers, all everything. I know when you have a regime change like this, total regime change, that these things are going to happen. This was the only coach that I didn't want to leave. Out of all of them, this is the only one. Uh, he has found a way. Uh, this year alone, you look at the the cornerbacks that LSU lost in Eli Ricks and uh, Derek Stingley, and yep. he still found a way to have a really good secondary. Uh, he does it every year, and and I don't know how he does it, but he finds a way to develop everybody in that secondary, it, and it's nothing short of incredible. Like it, it's beyond impressive what he's been able to do there. Uh, and now he is heading over to Florida. And I understand, like, Florida is uh, a big job. It's a good job. But it is a rival of LSU. And the fact that he played yeah, at LSU. That's what's up. 
Yeah, it, it's really strange. Like, you can't tell me that there were not other offers on the table somewhere for Corey Raymond. Like, that's insane. Like, if he goes to Tennessee or Kentucky or South Carolina, I don't care. Hey, but now you've got to play him every year. <laughs> one school in the West, in the East, that we got to play every year. And it's and it's a team that y'all really don't get along with very well. No, no, we do not. So the the bad thing is he is super entrenched in Louisiana. And if Brian Kelly uh, doesn't find a way to, and obviously he's got Frank Harris now. I talked uh, big about him on the Wednesday show, but uh, you know Corey Raymond can find a way to get back into Louisiana and get some of those guys to head over to Florida. Like, I, I really think he'll be able to do that, at least with a few here and there, right? Um, well, but everybody for the last decade has been coming into Louisiana getting a few here and there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. I mean, Billy Napier, of course, has been in Louisiana for a while. He knows all about those high schools down there. And then you bring in Corey Raymond. Like, hey, you got you got Louisiana East over there in Florida right now. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So that one, that one kind of surprised me just because of where he went, right? Like that's the biggest thing is he, it. It surprised me that he chose to leave. Brian Kelly did not say he was not retaining him. Nothing. He was evaluating the staff. He was figuring some things out. He's been very slow to make his staff hires. I appreciate that. Very methodical in what he's doing. I appreciate all of that. Hasn't made a coordinator hire for either one. I understand taking your time and doing your due diligence. And I don't know if Corey just felt I should have been the first guy to get a job or guarantee my job or what. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe somebody got let go that he was really close to. And because Folk was another lifer and uh, Tommy Moffitt, who was a strength and conditioning coach, that guy's been there since Nick Saban. Um, Everybody loved and worshipped, and it's just one of those things where maybe when those guys like go, Corey was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna do my own thing." Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that because if if you still don't know what your future is gonna be, uh, why not take the sure thing? Like you know that you're gonna be set up at Florida for at least a little while, uh, so go and take. Yeah, that but you and... know, damn, but that Florida job is gonna be there for you three months from now. Uh, maybe. I mean, Billy Napier's, he's knocking out his staff pretty quickly. So. No, that's an exaggeration, but. But not just the Florida job. He would have had other offers. Like, I, I fully believe that's right. that. He could have gone somewhere else. And so, you know, it's it's going to be strange. Uh, but leaving LSU for a little bit, like, obviously he's done that before. He left LSU after 2008, uh, went to Utah State, went to Nebraska, and then came back as a DB's coach and has been there since 2012. So we'll see what happens. He's uh he's fifty two years old. Um, he may be trying to find his way up to a DC position so that he can he can maybe grab one of these head coaching jobs eventually down the line. Because uh, I think he'd be good at it. I think he'd be good at it. So Corey Raymond is he's awesome, man. Awesome coach. All right, uh, I did want to bring up. Oh, here's a good one. UCLA has reached out to Chip Kelly. Did you think? Or sorry, not UCLA. Excuse me. Oregon has reached out to UCLA's Chip Kelly. Did you think that that was yep. possibly going to happen? Yes. Now, I had heard all the rumors, but I just I didn't believe. I thought that they were too far past each other, right? Well, but why? He didn't leave for bad reasons? He didn't leave the, the, the program in any negative light? As soon as he left, they went to a national title. He had had that thing built up. He wanted to try his hand at the NFL. He has an unbelievable relationship with Phil Knight. That's incredibly important. I, I absolutely saw this happening because we have seen that college football is all about relationships. I mean, getting a job and keeping a job is who do you have relationships with? That's true. The idea of nepotism and favoritism is just is just a normal thing for those people. Okay. Yeah, we've and, seen this all over the place. I just I, I thought yeah. that Oregon would be looking for something different because it, I mean, obviously you see, and what he did at UCLA this year was certainly impressive. Um, I just, I, I wonder, and I, I mean, I'll tell you this. I think Oregon's looking for something stable, Gary. I, that's that's true. That is true because they've had how many different coaches leaving? And I'm going to tell you leaving? this, Chip, Chip will be their last, that will be Chip's last job. 
He ain't leaving again for the NFL. He's not going anywhere else or doing anything else. This is this is it. This so they know be, they have him until they're ready to fire him or he's ready to retire. They uh, This will be Chip Kelly's most talented team if he ends up getting the job, right? This could just be a, a pleasantry. It could be whatever. They could be feeling it out because they've also talked to Kalani Sataki over at BYU. Um, this is one of those situations where uh, he'll be walking into the most talented roster that he has ever had on a college campus. Yeah, like it, that, it. Mario Cristobal left that place absolutely loaded. Um, you know, he wasn't able to get him over the hump this season, but he did win two straight Pac-12 titles, and he was one Arizona State loss away from making the playoff two years ago. So, you know, I I, I think this could be interesting. Like, you give Chip Kelly really good football players, and I think he could he could still be successful, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, there's no doubt. Chip, if Chip gets, I'm gonna tell you this: their two top two guys are two great guys that I think whoever takes that job is gonna make that job. I think better than Mario had it because I think they're better football coaches than Mario is. I think Mario is a, a recruiter who who surrounds himself with good coordinators. That's fine, but as soon as those coordinators leave, you know a lot of things get exposed, and you got to find a way to coach. And I think as soon as he realized that uh, he was losing his OC that made his offense look so good, I, I, I think he knew I need to take that Miami gig. I need to go. Hey, how surprising so, is it to you, by the way, uh, that Joe Moorhead is staying on with Oregon to coach in the bowl game? No, I mean, he, he, I, I'm okay with that. And I, think that's a, I think it's a good thing. I think he gets to be the interim head coach, right? Uh, I don't know if they've announced that or not, but uh, he's, you know, he's calling the plays. He's going to be running the offense yeah. for the the bowl game against Oklahoma. He gets to do that because he's going to Akron, and and people at Akron understand this this early signing day is just bullshit for the big school. Yeah, it's all it is. It's yeah. the big school coaches that don't want to work, and so they want you to make your commitment early so they can quit working. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right about that. That actually that takes us into the next topic here that I wanted to hit on. Uh, early signing day looks like there could be changes afoot. Bob Bowlesby said that they have had discussions. There's nothing obviously set in stone, anything like that. They're just very early preliminary discussions about possibly changing the date on the schedule where the early signing period is. Uh, initially, uh, when this thing was implemented a few years ago. Uh, you and I had talked on the show about how much smarter it would have been to do this in August before the season even begins. Um, because who like you put it right smack dab in the middle of everything else that's going on with college football in December. Uh, you've got all the playoff stuff, all the bowl stuff, all the coaching changes, etc. And what it does is it speeds up the hiring and firing process to significantly earlier in a season which ends up hurting the kids, which is something that you were trying not to do in the first place, right? And all they wanted to do was give kids a chance to sign early so that they don't have to do the full recruiting process if they don't want to. And yet, it has been manipulated. That's, that's, listen, that's just bullshit. That's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Dan Wetzel, Pat Forty, and Pete Thamel broke this down on their podcast, uh, the last podcast that came out, whatever the hell that was. Was, was absolutely, this was put on and pushed by the coaches. The head coaches want to lock these kids up as quickly as they can. And here's the problem, okay? I'm okay with doing it in August, but there needs to be outs for all of these kids if you make a coaching change. Oh, yes. If I, if I commit to Ole Miss and Lane leaves, I have to be able to get out of that. I have to. If my coordinator leaves, I have to be able to get out of that. If I'm a quarterback and the quarterback coach leaves, I have to be able to get out of that. Well, but at the, so here's the deal. I wonder about these kids if they are going to a if they're going to be as willing to sign in the early signing period uh, before if they're they even, not. Then fuck it. Well, that's what Who I'm cares? saying. That, but that, why are I, we doing this? That's what I'm saying, right? You give the kids the option if they want to go to a school, and it doesn't matter who the coach is going to be then you go to the school and you go ahead and sign, right? And I think that's what it was initially supposed to be. And 
having it in December, you know, not even two months before the late signing, like the the original national signing day at the very beginning of February, makes no sense. So stupid. Like, it, it really makes no sense. Ever, it, it, these coaches wanted a break during the holiday. That's what they want. This is strictly for them. This is for the people that, oh, I'm so sorry that these $4 million a year jobs are so strict. <laughs> you got to work. You might miss Christmas. Okay. Well, here's here's what's crazy. Uh, after that date, like they said it at the date that they did because that's when a dead period starts. Like So you've got a, a period there where the coaches are not supposed to be able to contact recruits anyway. So but you know they're all doing it, Gary. I you know. know they're all doing it. I'm, it's insane. All of it's insane. Which is why it's bullshit. Which is why it's wrong. Which is why it was stupid to begin with. We have to stop cowering down to these guys. The, they make uh, a lot of money. Yes. Yes. They don't need a lot of power to go with that money. Do what's best for the sport. Yes. God stop bless letting America. People who already have all the money have all the power too, or else you have nothing to control them. So, so Greg Sankey brought up, um, he was against it from the very beginning, right? He did not think that they needed this. Um, but he, he did say here that once the toothpaste is, is out of the tube, uh, you can't really put it back in. And I don't think he's talking about, you know, changing the date because obviously you can change the date whenever you want to. I think he's talking about the idea that this has led to earlier and earlier firings in the middle of a season uh, I think people have realized, oh, wait, I can fire my coach whenever I want to, and I can start talking to whoever I want to. Like, I can do whatever I want to, right? That's what these schools well, this, can do. But this isn't, this isn't that. I don't, I don't think this has anything to do with that, okay? I think teams want their head coach as soon as they can have him, all right? And as soon as you know your guy's not the guy, I think you want him fired, right? I think these are normal things that any – people in the order of operations would be doing and the reason that you're comfortable firing a coach in the middle of the season or um, firing a coach much quicker than you normally would or getting your new guy in play is the amount of money you're dealing with if you're an employer and you're paying people substantially less money you're more up to let them finish the job that they're doing but if you're paying them obscene amounts of money, if I paid you $100 to build a fence, and then I paid you $5,000 to build that same fence next door, you're just going, there's an expectation that you're going to do a better job. Okay? Yeah. Even if the capability like is just, going to stay the same. The, like it's, yeah. yeah. These boosters used to write $1,000 checks. And hundred thousand dollar checks, and now they're writing several million dollar checks. Okay, and they want more for their money. That's why you're getting it. Ain't, it got nothing to do with signing day. That's why they want your ass fired at week four. Okay. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Now you you might have That's a valid why. point there. And I know they have to pay you the whole thing. That's fine. The humiliation of you losing your job in the middle of the season is enough for them because they have money. You know what they want. They want their power back. They want their pound of flesh. Yeah. And then yeah. when they're hiring the new guy, they don't want that new guy to wait around two to three months or whatever and sign in January when the season's over with. Oh, no. Our season ended the second week of December, by, or the first week of December. By God, that next Sunday, I want you announced. I want you wearing my team's uh, hat and tie, and I want you on a podium talking about how much you love my team. It's not about signing day coming up in the next two weeks. It's all about, I'm paying a lot of money for you, damn it. I want you to do what I want you to do. That's the way all of these people operate. It's uh, it's pretty wild. It is certainly wild. <laughs> I, don't, you know I don't know how to fix that. that. Power over? They don't owe that. I, I don't care about fixing that. Why do we need to? Hang on. Why is that considered broken? Firing Ed Orgeron after four weeks or five weeks was broken? Is that wrong? Uh, no, who I don't think it's that? wrong. Who, who, just, hurt, who got hurt in that? Uh, no, nobody got hurt, but he got to at least finish out the season. And, and you know, oh, okay. It, All right. Southern Miss's coach last year in the middle of a pandemic got fired after week one. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> okay. Who got hurt in that? He's a grown ass man. He signed the contract. The people that signed it agreed to it, and they got to pay him his whole money. 
but they want him to go away. They have a right to tell you, go the fuck away. Hey, you're not wrong. So why you're is that wrong? wrong? I, so why do we need to fix that? Fix. So, we use the word fix. Why do we need to change that? We don't need to change that. Okay. okay. I don't begrudge these people for the amount of money they need to make. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I'm a capitalist. I believe that if somebody's willing to pay you that, let them pay you that. I've made it abundantly clear to you because you freaked out about the amount of money that LSU was throwing out there. And I said, I don't care at all. You know why? Because ain't a nickel of it going to be mine. <laughs> it's not your money. Yeah, no, you're I'm right. I'm not you're giving right. them one red cent. I would literally have to hit, like, disgusting lottery, like $400 million dropped in my lap. And then if they needed some money, I'd be willing to find it a way to get it to the kids. I ain't giving any of it to the coaches. I'm just not. I just don't believe in that. I'm not doing I'm not paying that. That's me. It's my personal choice to do it my mind. Well, let's, hey, let's close out with this then. We'll close out with this. Uh, the Pat McAfee contract that that just got signed with FanDuel, uh, he just re-upped with FanDuel. Obviously, they are very happy with the way that things have gone with their partnership with the Pat McAfee show. Uh, we talked about Joe Rogan getting a fat deal uh, a couple of years ago, or last year, whenever it was. I think I think that was in the middle of the pandemic. I can't remember. Um, but uh, but Rogan signed like a $100 million contract to move his podcast specifically over to Spotify. Uh, look, Pat McAfee has a podcast, and it's made from his daily three-hour show that he does on YouTube that draws in millions of people a day. And they're signing him to a... $30 million a year deal for four years with an option after the third year for both parties. That is a massive amount of change for a sports show. Like, I could not believe the numbers there, uh, but that's what sports gambling has brought to the table, man. It is it is kind of shocking. Um, that, see, that, so we, that's not, got anything to do with it, Gary. Any sports gambling that brought to the table. It just happens to be a sports gambling site that's paid in that. Spotify is a sports gambling site. No, 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 no not at that's all. What his, that's, that's what he's worth because of the amount of people that listen to him and follow him and trust him. That's, that's it. That's all. Okay? He's really good at what he does. He's entertaining. He's also very trustworthy. And so he's got a following that not only will will listen and download and get him the, the numbers that he needs to get that kind of money, but but they're also going to, to take him at his word when he says something. They're going to trust him. And and that you can't buy. That yeah. that you know, that's invaluable. Now so you... that's that's why Joe's worth a hundred million. That's why he's worth thirty million. And it just happens to be a sports gambling site that's giving him that money. But it could have been the reason they got to 30 is because I'm sure there are many entities that would have been interested in paying him. Yeah, he and his crew uh, do a fantastic job. And they are yeah, certainly worth really it. good. Yeah, they are certainly worth that. Uh, it, it, it looks like it's so much fun. Every day they just get to sit around, talk about sports, talk to some of their favorite people. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's why we do what we do. Uh, we would like to have the uh, the flexibility in order to do the stuff that they do, build out the kind of studio that they got, all that good stuff. Uh, alas, we are not there yet, but my brother, we hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we are getting closer every just single day. under a couple million. There you go. There you go. That's all we need. We just need everybody that's watching, everybody that's a subscriber already, just share the show out with your friends. Tell a couple of people. That'll jump us up to 10,000, 15,000. And then every one of them will tell somebody. That's the way that this thing works. So let me go ahead and remind everybody, share the show out. Make sure that you are subscribed if you have not already. And uh, and like the video for us because we want a piece of that pie. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that you would like to hit uh, before we wrap this thing up? No, I think we're good, brother. All right. Hope you feel better. Oh, man, I certainly appreciate that. I'm going to go take some day quill as soon as we get done with this. So, <laughs> all right, Thank brother. you to Mike Will. It's almost over. Hey, you know what? You got that right. I'm going to be getting in the bed as soon as I get done editing. I will do that. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and tell everybody so long. Uh, Chris, I'll go ahead and let you out, and then I'll, uh, I'll wrap this up. See you, buddy. Be good. All right. So, of course, Chris getting out of here. 
that means I will be as well. Head over to winningcureseverything.com for us, if you would so kindly. Make sure that you are subscribed where you need to be subscribed, on the podcast and on YouTube. Like the video for us, share it out, tell your friends, and leave a nice five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out immensely as well. The show is brought to you by BetUS. It's America's top premier online sports book. You go check them out, betus.com. It's where the game begins. There is a link in the description. You can go check it out. I host a college football show for BetUS. Chris hosts a college football show for Bookmaker Review. You can go find that, of course, in the description as well. And with that said, uh, I think that's going to wrap this thing up. You guys have an incredible weekend. Watch Army-Navy. Of course, watch the Heisman Ceremony. Cheers to Bryce Young for winning it, of course. I, I think everybody realizes that's what's going down this weekend. And uh, on top of that, we got NFL. So if you haven't already, go back and watch the Wednesday show. Uh, we did all of our NFL picks, gave out our best bets, all that good stuff. So go ahead and check that out if you would, please. Of course. Like I said, share the show out. And uh, how do I normally close this out? That's uh, My head's hurting. So, uh, oh, yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Hopefully, hopefully, all of you tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.